1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
0: hello and welcome to series 1 episode 2 of the manchester united weekly podcast been a good week for United with four goals, a win at Anfield and a draw away at St James's Park. I'm Harry Robinson and as always I'm joined by Jack Tate as we discuss the latest week for Manchester United. This is the Manchester United Weekly Podcast and you can find us on Twitter at UTD Weekly Pod Pod. Nothing quite compares to a win at Anfield, does it, Jack?
1: Not at all. Still on a high after the result. Brilliant, brilliant to get the win at Anfield, like I said, nothing nothing tops it.
0: Yeah, Wayne Rooney's seventy eighth minute strike caused absolute bedlam in the away area where Phil Jones, Marcus Rojo, and Michael Carrick were all sat, which I thought was great. To be honest, however you win at Anfield, it's one of the best days of the season. Firstly, what did you think of the start and eleven that Van Al put out?
1: Under the circumstances, probably I was, I would say probably the correct lineup. You know, as much as we all like to dislike Fellaini. Um, I think in a big game like, uh, Anfield, I don't think having Herrera in the, in the pivot was, was good enough defensively. And with no Schweinsteiger, no Carrick, I think it was probably the right decision. And having Lingard and out wide, I thought instead of Matter was the right decision. Just had in, inject a little bit of pace and he tracked back a lot more. So I thought the team was pretty good.
0: Obviously, as you say, Fellaini caused controversy on Twitter with everyone being horrendously pessimistic as soon as they saw the lineup come out. On Fellaini, I thought after I was at the game, which was incredible, first time at Anfield, brilliant atmosphere, uh, what a day! At the game, first half we were watching, and everyone was sort of slating Fellaini like under their breath. Everyone was really annoyed at his loss of possession, which he does do a lot. But second half and end of the first half. He went for everything, he won a lot, he was vital in stopping Liverpool. I think it was 17 shots, a huge amount of shots, and he kept making interceptions, kept winning aerial duels. He and Smalling were the second-most clearances. What do you think of his performance overall? Because although he lost lost possession a lot and wasted counter-attacks and chances, what do you think?
1: Listen, I mean, we, we know that Maran Fellaini is not the best on the ball, you know. That's not... We don't expect him to come on and have sort of a a Paul Skulls esque range of passing. That's not what you want from you. You just want him to to break up play and offer something a little bit different. And to be fair to him, okay, he you know he, he wasn't the best player on the pitch by any means, but he did a job for us. Um And it's probably a job I don't think anyone any other fit player could have done on Sunday. You know, he does offer an outlet. You say say when we get in uh, pressed hard at the pitch, which obviously did happen against Liverpool with Klopp's high press as well. So when De Gea got the ball and he was under pressure, rather than having to just kick the ball away, and we have sort of Rooney, Memphis, Martial, jostling for the ball, it's just we're never going to win against sort of Sacco and Torre. We had Fellaini who was there he could bring the ball down. So I think overall, you know, he got a lot of stick. He, he he wasn't world-class by any means, but he did a job and he did that job pretty well, I thought.
0: He hit the bar and Rooney followed up, smashing it in. And we cut away to Phil Jones with classic Phil Jones face in the stand. <laughs> On to Rooney. He, he scored at Anfield for the first time in 11 years. And he's become the top scorer for a single club in the Premier League, taking over Thierry Henry with 176 goals for United in the league. He's now in... In brilliant form. And suddenly United, although performances, Newcastle, Sheffield United, Swansea City at times and on Sunday, uh, haven't been great. United are sort of clicking as he's getting into form five goals in four games. What do you think of him?
1: Well, I mean, I thought Liverpool wasn't his best game, didn't have much to feed off. But what the best players do is they pull something out of the bag when it is most needed, when the whole team isn't clicking in the biggest games they pull something out of the bag and that is exactly what Wayne Rooney did and it is exactly why he is one of our best players ever one of if not the best English player ever and he stepped up when we needed him and what what more can you ask from your captain really like i said it wasn't his best game i'm sure he won't remember sort of his general play but he stepped up in that big moment and actually it was i thought <laughs> it was a very underrated finish because that was not an easy volley you know that was quite a tricky little ball to to keep down and get them get your knee over the ball and slot it in like that on the half turn. I thought he did very well to to get it in and like you said, eleven eleven years since his last goal at Anfield and I think that one meant a lot to him.
0: Yeah, you could see it, his celebration, uh, you could see it in his face. He was absolutely delighted. And after the game, usually he's quite sort of toned down. But this time he was like, I'm gonna be selfish. I'm gonna yeah. enjoy that one. Yeah, as you say, underrated finish came off the bar. He reacted quickly and with brilliant technique. Absolutely smashed it on the volley, which I thought was brilliant. Anthony Martial, uh, what do you think of his performance? He made a lot, a lot of take-ons, a lot of dribbles, um, which didn't, didn't cause a huge amount of trouble for Liverpool, but w- was a classic of Martial, especially from the left flank. What do you think of him?
1: First of all, I think credit has to go to Nathaniel Klein. I thought he did relatively well against Martial, to be fair. Um, he was corralled quite well for the majority of the game. I think I think what Martial brings us at the moment is a fear factor that probably no one else on our team can bring right now. And you saw when he got the ball, there was always two or three men around him. And while that might sort of constrain Martial's effectiveness, it just opens up space for everyone else to play. Um, and I think it's something that we lack in our team in general. And whenever he gets on the ball, you can you can sense the excitement with the fans and the expectation from the rest of the players that something special might be about to happen. So it wasn't his best game in the united shirt um and I'm sure he'll be a little bit disappointed that maybe he wasn't able to offer a little bit more, but at the end of the day, I thought you know he he could have been a lot worse and he had made one goal saving tackle on um <laughs> Firmino or klein i can't, i can't remember yeah um, it was that that was just i mean <laughs> I saw him going for it, and I had flashbacks to um c s k when he gave a penalty away against c s k and I was like, please no, not again. Um, and luckily, it was a brilliant, brilliant tackle. Um, and that was a, really a game-saver. So credit has to go where it's due. Yeah,
0: because um, I, th- I was watching from the stands, I thought that was Schneidlin. And I, I, was, I was clapping, applauding Schneidlin for his classic uh, la- last-minute tackle saving us. <laughs> and my brother went next to me, that's, that's Martial making that tackle. And yeah, yeah, as you say, his defensive contribution was limited, but <laughs> when it happened, it was brilliant. Two, two defenders who I thought... Um, were underrated in that game. Um Who who performed exceptionally were Dave Blind and Matteo Damian And Blind is sort of well known now as this genius passer. I mean, he 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 very rarely gives a loose pass, and I, I, it was brilliant because every time Day had a goal kick, it was either get it up to Fellaini if the pressure's on, if Liverpool's high press was making him deliver it quickly, or Blind would drop literally level with the hair, yeah, and Day passes and Blind. Does one of his magical balls across the pitch, switching a play? He was brilliant for that. Damien, uh, attacking wise, I didn't think was that good. In fact, in fact, to me, it seemed that he didn't do much attacking wise. But defensively, while some of the time he was out of position, the stat, and I'm not going all off stats, but stats are incredible. I mean, most uh, ball recoveries for United, most tackles for United. Yeah, and and although. Attacking wise, we do need him to to perform more as a fallback because traditionally United have had like Gary Neville, Raphael, Luke Shaw on the other side, Patrice Everett. Traditionally, we've had really attacking fullbacks who have. Really, really made an impact, being one of the key players in the team attacking-wise. Damien hasn't done that over the last few months after a brilliant start, but defensively he was superb. Um, any other standout players for you?
1: Um, I thought I thought someone who didn't get the credit he deserved actually was Cameron Borthwick-Jackson playing in his first Manchester United Liverpool game. Um, you know, being thrown into the action just before half-time when Ashley Young got injured, and I thought he dealt with the occasion really well. He didn't do anything spectacular by any means, but he was very solid and. You know what? Sometimes in in fullbacks, the best thing you can say about them is that you didn't really notice them in the game, and that is sort of what it was like with with Cameron Borthwick Jackson when he came on. You know, I think we all sort of wondered, "Oh God, will he be able to handle this?" You know, it's a big occasion for anyone playing in that game, especially at Anfield in sort of his first season playing in the first team. And I thought he did. He actually did remarkably well. You know, I like, get again sort of the same situation as Damien didn't do do loads sort of going forward, um, but defensively no complaints at all. And I think credit has to go to the maturity that he showed at just 18. You know, he's the same age as me. That's quite scary. Um, And so I think credit has to go where to go to him.
0: Yeah. um, He did come on for young and uh, young getting injured. He seemed to get his foot stuck in the ground and then tumbled over as it, as it stood in the ground. Um, no, no free kick or anything. And then he went off and came back on, passed the ball, uh, to the Liverpool fans amusement and fell over instantly before going straight down the tunnel. Um, yeah. And as you say, Balfour Jackson came on and everyone was slightly nervy about, uh, if he could handle it in his first United Liverpool game, as you say. I, yeah, I was agreeing with you. I, I think he did really, really well to, to handle that. And full backs, you, you don't really want to notice him. And he managed to come in, uh, at left back and, Easily do as well as Damien had done. And easily. uh, And and, attacking-wise, he he did all right as well. Um, I think there was one run where I think he just, it it seemed he'd got frustrated of passing it around on the edge of the box and he broke through, just drive straight through uh, with power. Went past three players and earned a corner. And everyone loved it. Um, In terms of the overall game, uh, most pundits and fans have accepted that we didn't really deserve to win would you agree
1: yeah yeah um i mean listen these games are all about winning at the end of the day um in 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 any united liverpool game i'm not really concerned about the performance because form and to some extent tactics almost go out the window when you get drawn into the emotion of the occasion um and i think you know, credit to Liverpool. They 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 played well for a lot of the game. Um, we didn't, surprisingly, in a Louis van Gaal team, we didn't control the game. Um, but, you know, we we stayed pretty steadfast. And, you know, you know, David De Gea made a couple of good saves. But I didn't think at any point we looked rattled. Um, you know, Liverpool were creating a few chances, but it was really only the two from... Emre Chan that really really tested the Haer and so yeah you know we we weren't the better team but at the end of the day in Premier League football and especially in a big game like that you have to take your chances and Liverpool paid paid the price
0: less possession than Liverpool less passes many 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 less shots uh, Liverpool had nineteen made seven but we scored the the only goal so and yeah. as uh, as you've mentioned that's really all that matters in this kind of game in terms of chances uh liverpool were extremely wasteful i remember watching and every, every time they come forward they basically every time they came forward they created a sort of a half chance and there were so many long shots so many long yeah. shots and I thought that. I, I think that was Jürgen Klopp basically saying to his team. Well, United are struggling for goals. Maybe not in the last few games, but we know they haven't been brilliant in terms of goal scoring. Uh, if we get one, and then our confidence grows, then we get another, and then and then they're stuffed. In terms of Firmino, I thought he played really well, given he's not a natural striker, but finishing alongside Milner, who also was dangerous, but couldn't finish the chances. I thought he, they both played really well. Anyone else who, who you looked at the Liverpool side and thought we, we could have won by more if, if this hadn't been playing?
1: I thought Alberto Moreno had a pretty good game at left-back. Lucas in the first half, I thought was quite good. He shielded Sacco and Torre quite well. He was a bit isolated in the second half, didn't have much of an effect on the game. Without wanting to turn this into a Liverpool podcast, if they had a fit Daniel Sturridge, I think that could have been an embarrassing scoreline for us. However, they didn't. And that's the way it goes.
0: David De Gea, absolutely stunning. Um My man of the match. And uh his 201st appearance for the club, his 200th came against Newcastle in midweek, which leads us on nicely to that. Bit more excitement. Um, last week we were discussing, as I labelled it in the intro, a displeasing victory against Sheffield United, which really we didn't deserve, where Rooney scored a late penalty. Newcastle, what do you think of it? Back to the old ways?
1: How could you get such a different game in between the Sheffield United and Liverpool games is my question. Um, you know, it was honestly as if 2008, 2009, Manchester United turned up for, for one game just maybe with a slightly more leaky defence. We were going forward excellent. Honestly, I think the best we've been all season. Um, We constantly looked to threat almost every time we got the ball. Um, And the Herrera, who I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about in a second, um, was actually very good against Newcastle. And then obviously the main man, Wayne Rooney. For a lot of that game, he looked how he looked four or five years ago after Ronaldo left and he was the main man. And he proved, I think, against Newcastle that he still is and can be that good. He just needs a system that allows him to do it. Um, You know, some of his play was just amazing. Whenever whenever he got the ball, he, he he seemed two, three steps ahead of everybody else on the pitch. And I thought his assist for Lingard's goal really just just said it all. You know, to have the awareness to know that there will be a runner on your outside without even without even lifting his head to have a look. It was it was just sublime the whole game.
0: Again at Newcastle, another another game where we had less possession, but everyone was more happy. Three goals, I mean. Instead of feeling like two thousand eight, as you said, I thought it felt a bit like two thousand eleven. So the beginning of the end of Fergie, if you know what I mean. When yeah. when we were dropping into the Europa League, getting beaten by Athletic Bilbao and Ike Muniain, um, it felt a bit like that. Where we we still played that brilliant football, and occasionally we'd have incredible games, like five nils and even eight two against Arsenal. But in terms of defence we sort of we'd we'd often let stupid goals in. Concentration was poor. Rooney, I mean what can you say, stand up performer. I mean, the change in Rooney in in the space of about five days, from the twenty sixth against Chelsea of December, to even against Swansea City with that flick. And then that flick giving him confidence, now five in the last four. And he's getting mu- much more in behind the defence, which so I think is massively helping, especially when Martial is on the left flank. Um, yeah. So he can obviously go down, draw the fullback, and, and cross it in, which is working really well. We we were really good at counter-attacking, which was quite <laughs> quite strange to see. Created two chances through counter-attacking, but as with Liverpool, where, where the counter-attacking wasn't the same, but as with Liverpool, the... Loss of possession was was really, really poor. Probably the the worst for it was Jesse Lingard, even if he did score. In terms of Jesse Lingard, brought off against Liverpool and United improved. What do you think of him against Newcastle and Liverpool?
1: I think Jesse Lingard in general is a nice squad player to have. I don't see his long-term future as a starter at Manchester United. But I think in certain games, in certain situations... He can really help us, and I actually think that at the moment, having him and Martial at wide is actually quite an effective system to play because we stretch teams a lot more than we do if Mata occupies one of those wide positions. You know, just his his, his almost his willing run without without wanting to sort of turn to that stereotype of he's a great player because he runs around a lot. It you know it, it's sort of belief that something will happen, and it might take him four or five attempts, but his willingness to get on the ball and try new things and try to express himself means that quite often he creates those four or five opportunities for himself. And not every one of them is going to go right, but not every one of them goes right for Wayne Rooney or Anthony Martial or Juan Mata or Ander Herrera, you know? Um, so I think, for now, he's, he's a good player to have in the squad. I don't see him progressing up and becoming sort of a, a world-class player by any means, but I think he's a good squad player to have and right now can do can do a useful job for us.
0: I mean, I, I really enjoy watching Lingard because... His, his pace on the counter attack and 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 just the desire to get forward. I know actually cliche, but his desire to get forward is probably more so than others in the team. And and against Newcastle. He was he was really genuinely vital to that drive forward uh, alongside Rooney and Martial. Um, you've mentioned there Mata and Herrera over the, over the last few few games. What have you thought of Mata and Herrera? I, I know you tweeted about Herrera earlier. We've it's it's strange because I we both really like Herrera and we both really like Mata, but over the first few episodes of this new uh, podcast, we've we've slated them slightly. Um, my my thoughts on Mata is that against Newcastle, I'm 100 percent path accuracy, which which is brilliant, but it it's because he's always looking for literally the perfect opportunity, so he will get across the box and there'll be a pass where he could feed it through and it, it it probably seven times out of ten it won't work. But those three times it creates a goal and it seems he's looking for the one that will work ten times out of ten and will be a goal ten times out of ten. What, what do you think of matter?
1: I think I feel I feel a bit sorry for him in some in some respects, because I do think he's being played out of position when he gets brought on out wide all the time. Um just because simply physically, he just cannot compete as a wide player. He's not fast enough and he's not strong enough. Um, and you need at least one of those attributes, I believe, to be a successful wide Premier League. Um, and then when he did come on at number 10 against Newcastle, when he got brought on for Ander Herrera, he was really, really good. And he, like, like you said, he, he managed to make those sort of passes that he looks for all the time, every single time he got the ball. Um, and he, he was, he was instrumental in, in, in the last sort of 15, 20 minutes of the game. And I thought he did do really well. The problem comes when he's played out wide and our team then is so out, outbalanced. And this isn't really a criticism of, it's a, it's a criticism of matter as much as it's a criticism of the system that he's being played in. Because playing matter out wide wouldn't be so bad if we played a similar type of player on the other flank that so that both of them sort of come inside. And then we play quite a narrow game, sort of similar to what Manchester City did a couple of seasons ago with sort of Silva and Nasri on either side. Uh, but when we play Matto and then sort of Martial, Lingard, Memphis, whoever it may be on the other, our team becomes so unbalanced and it just it doesn't doesn't work at all. So I feel a little bit sorry for him in some respects, but I, I also think has he shown enough in his Manchester United career to warrant a, a start in place at number 10? I, I don't know. I think it's it's close. Um But I do think that when he does play, that that should be his position because he is a lot more effective when he does play there.
0: I'm slightly different. I think he's good on the right. He he drifts inside a lot. I I know what you get. I know what you're getting at when you when you mention balance. But it it seems to me that Premier League right backs seem to be slightly worse than Premier League left backs, and it's a theme across most of the big sides that they target the right back. And when you've got Martial on the left having Mata on the right to be able to drift inside or go to the left and then Martial quickly changes up front. All, all Mata comes into the central role, the number 10 where you want him to play and Martial can quickly change. I, I mean, you watch Pep Guardiola and, and people adore the fact that he can change formation within a click of his fingers and Mata being on the right allows you to do that. He drifts inside, Martial goes up front in the top two with Rooney. Pereira, thoughts on him?
1: disappointing this season um and you said I I tweeted about him earlier um I feel that his image off the pitch gets in the way of what he does on the pitch and because you know he's seen as this sort of handsome lovely Spaniard who everyone loves and adores and he shows a lot of passion and that seems to make him immune almost immune from criticism a lot of the time and this season he has been poor and I do think he's he's a good player I do think he has he can be a pivotal, pivotal player in our team, as he was, to be fair, against Newcastle. He was, he was brilliant, as was Mata. You know, Herrera was offered a lot more penetration, a lot more incisiveness in his passing, and he just upped the tempo whenever we got on the ball, and he was very, very good. But this season, generally, I think he's been disappointing. Um, we all kind of have been saying, for sort of, for, from the moment we bought him, we've all sort of said, as soon as he gets a run of games in the team, this guy will be fantastic. And at times he is, he really is. But he has had a run of games this season, and I don't think he's lived up to it. Um, and I don't think it's been picked up on. I think a lot of fans, like I said, sort of use his off-field image and don't look at his some of his bad performances. They, they're always looking for, for ways to praise him, and that's good. But then when you look at people like Rooney and Fellaini, who I think have been kind of scapegoated at a lot this season and last season to some extent. It then makes you think, you know, what are what are a lot of the fans sort of looking at, you know?
0: Yeah, as as you say, I was in the stand at Anfield on Sunday, and um, as Herrera was brought off, there there weren't boos, but there was chants of Ander Herrera and things like that, and and even after he'd gone off about five minutes later, people were singing Ander Herrera and Herrera, etc. I saw against Liverpool, he he was good. He did lose possession a lot, which obviously Van Gaal doesn't like. I, I don't really mind that as long as. The player is effective, but I, I, I think he probably deserves to be taken off. And in the end, although Memphis wasn't great, I think it paid off because in the final few minutes when we were trying to hold on, we could hoof it up to Memphis, um, as yeah. ugly as it is. And we, and he'd generally, uh, I think there were two occasions where he didn't, but probably five or six where he did where he held it up. And uh, although he eventually lost it, he probably wasted about 30 seconds and got us the win. Herrera does escape a lot of criticism uh, I mean you can see why to be honest there's the the gif going around of his, his celebration after Rudy scored against yeah, Liverpool
1: that was, that was the exact reason for for my tweet earlier because I'd, see, I'd seen that um, that gif of him celebrating the goal and it was sort of, I think mean, the caption was like look at Ander Herrera's passion, he loves this club or something like that and you know he like he did celebrate a lot but it's not like the entire bench wasn't celebrating a lot. Okay. He did come sprinting out, but at the end of the day, like I'm not being funny. It was a goal in what the 78th minute against Liverpool likely to win us the game at Anfield. Like, I'd, I'd be a bit freaked out if he, if he didn't have a reaction like that. And I just, I just think people look for any ways to praise him. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I just think if you're going to do it to him, why not do it to everyone else? And I just think his off field image. Gets in the way of what he does on the field quite a lot.
0: Yeah, we discussed a bit of Herrera Mata versus Fellaini, Rooney on the last episode. I think about twenty or thirty minutes into the last one. In terms of a bit, a bit of smaller news, um, two youth goalkeepers, uh, Henderson and O'Hara, have left on loan. Um, Although Dean Henderson in the news article as he left online it said there may be a recall if the player is required for United's Europa League campaign uh, which might give a, a few pointers as to which direction Louis van Gaal is going in terms of uh, giving youth a chance in that competition. As we mentioned David De Gea 200 appearances for United now 201 after the Liverpool game. I mean what a player. What a player. I mean...
1: Absolutely. And who who would have thought after sort of eighteen months at United, that he would ever make even a even a hundred appearances in the United shirt, let alone two hundred and and be in without a doubt a world class goalkeeper, arguably the best in the league, probably, you know just sort of behind noya I would say in in terms of the best goalkeepers in the world and you know his his transformation has been nothing short of miraculous to be fair um I remember remember him sort of getting dropped for Anders Lindergaard and there was a long, almost season-long battle between them two just for David De Gea to keep a hold of the number one jersey at Manchester United. And look at him now. It has been an awesome, awesome turnaround. And I am just so thankful that we have him in our club because I we could honestly be in a relegation fight without him right now.
0: Yeah, um, Eric Steele, who was um, vital in bringing him, in fact, basically did bring him in Uh I mean, Ferguson obviously played a part, and the club played a part. But Steele scouted him. I think it. I think it was eighteen times he scouted him for Atletico Madrid. And he, uh, uh, there was one appearance where he saw him and he thought, "That's that, that's the man." Um, he said uh, he can get even better. He's got the potential to be a great like Schmeichel and Van der Sar. And if he does stay, which is looking likely uh, after the glorious transfer ban of Real Madrid, <laughs> if he does stay, it. it could be 500, 600 appearances. I mean, genuinely, he could be... I mean, I'd probably put Harry Gregg or Schmeichel as the the two properly legendary keepers at United. Uh, He could properly challenge that. I mean, 200 already. What is he? I think he's 25 now. So, De Gea, I mean, man of the match against Liverpool. We're so lucky we have him. Another bit of news coming out today on Monday where we're recording. Um, Liam Grimshaw has joined Preston North End permanently a week after ben pearson left permanently to press the north end of which we had a small rant about on series one episode one southampton in the league before we played derby and the cup at the end of january predictions for that game
1: um quite frankly i have absolutely no idea it totally depends which southampton team turns up because we have seen some performances from them this season where you just think this is the team that almost made the top four last season and then you see other games, and you think this is a team that should be fighting for relegation. Um, so being at home, I'm relatively confident that we can get a win. It, I think for me, it's all it's it's important that we that we have a fast start because one thing I've noticed, especially at home, it's so important now to get the fans on side early because. You know, it is, it is a volatile fan base right now. And if there is another sort of dire first half, like in the sort of Sheffield United sort of ilk, then I think it could turn into an ugly game. And, and opposition teams sense that, you know, and they and they prey on it. So I think a fast start is needed. Um, maybe not necessarily an early goal, but just shows of early intent, like what were there against Chelsea when the crowd did stay on side for pretty much the whole game. I think it's needed. And if we can get that, I think we should be able to win.
0: Yeah, I, I think we, we should win, D- despite some dodgy sort of areas of games, especially against Sheffield United. We are on a good run, a good few wins in a row now, Rooney's on fantastic form, Martial yeah. is playing well. Uh, most of the team is playing well, even the defence now, and a few players returning from injury. A small fun fact for the day, our last four wins for, against Southampton, strikers have scored two goals, so Van Persie, Martial and Rooney. There's been some pretty good games against Southampton in the last few years. Obviously, early this season, Martial in his second game for the club scored a double in that brilliant yeah. start he had to his career.
1: Sort of point. How important do you think the Liverpool game will be in terms of our season looking ahead, and in terms of the momentum that it could or maybe not or maybe won't give us?
0: I th- I think it's uh, it's really big. Although the performance wasn't inspiring, it wasn't a classic, it wasn't a Dimitar Berbatov getting a hat-trick or, or anything like that. Winning at Anfield is huge, especially for Van Gaal, especially in this time where people could have said if we'd drawn or lost, people could have said, well, we'd won three, but none of the performances were good. You, you, can't, you can't claim that you're on a good run because you've beaten Swansea and Sheffield United. And drawing against Liverpool isn't good because they're an average side, uh, and in to- in terms of Van Gaal, I think it's massive for any manager. United, you know, Liverpool, obviously David Moyes was absolutely thrashed three 0 After that game, it seemed pretty clear that his six year contract wasn't wasn't going to be lasted out, and he was going to. Yeah. Going to be going quite soon. What do you think it'll do for the season? Can we go on a, a run and join the title challenge, even if we're very, very unlikely to win the league?
1: I think the Liverpool game could have a big effect on our season. Sometimes the best wins are the ones that are either the ugliest and or the ones in which you don't really deserve and don't perform great. Because it just keeps the spirits up, you know. And if, if the players can think, you know, well, if we play sort of pretty badly against Liverpool at Anfield and still come away with a win, why can't we why can't we beat every team? team in the league no matter how we play and that's the mindset that we need to get that we need to have going into every game i mean i know what i know louis Van how came out afterwards and said that we're still in the title race i don't agree with that i think top four is still well within our grasp i'm still tentatively confident that we will make it it's just a case of how nervous are we gonna make it for the fans but hopefully this can be the start of a good run going forward because i think it is needed and like you said if we can keep rooney playing well Get Martial back scoring, then we'll be we'll be set.
0: Thank you very much for listening to series one, episode two, with me, Harry Robinson, and Jack Tate. Um you can find the podcast on Twitter at UTD Weekly Pod, P-O-D. I am at Harry Robinson sixty four. Um Jack at UTD tape, we appreciate the continued kind support and the, the incredible amount of plays. We weren't expecting this, and, and thank you for the, your kind comments on Twitter, especially from Brian Howell. DMs me uh, with some nice nice support. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, we are now available on both Audioboom and iTunes, and recently Acast, and a, a new app, hoping to revolutionise podcasting. Got any questions for me or Jack? Uh, tweet us at Harry 64 at UTD Tate or tweet the podcast at UTD Weekly Pod. Enjoy your week, United fans. As I said earlier, nothing quite compares to a win at Anfield.
1: Manchester United attacking their own vociferous fans behind Mini Lay's goal. They'll raise the roof for Anfield if they can score here. Matter with a cross. Look for Falodi off the bar. Ruby! just United ahead and it's his first goal here since January
0: 2005 Sports Social Podcast Network With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere
1: This is your captain speaking uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky.